Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. And they did. One of them tried to set up Casey, uh, but the pass didn't get through. Casey was in a perfect spot for it, uh, but mm. the pass across the street got deflected. Let's talk Devils and Islanders. Let's talk Penguins and Rangers. But let's not talk about Flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. Episode 140 of the Friends and Rivals podcast coming at you live and hot. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Hart, is joining me each week, Art. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to say I'm part of this podcast. Am I allowed because of the whole scandal? Yeah, it's not okay. like everybody on the Devils did it. Stephen Wojtowicz. This is Bill Fouchere, and I, shit, I put one in my own net. <laughs> this is Nick Lurita from French Canada. <laughs> you know, you motherfucker, you went the entire day without saying anything about that own goal <laughs> the entire day i talking had to, to bring it up yes i'm talking to you i had to bring it up and you didn't say shit when i posted that you were like hiding from everybody i had stuff to do what i was, I was gonna have to talk about the podcast don't right? tell me you had to work don't tell me how to work because we all know that's bugazi it's busy week of the year for real <laughs> is it <Why>? really <laughs> Because the because the the year's numbers are all you know finished up, and we got to start like uh, paying people uh, incentives payouts from last year. This is my busy yeah. week. Yeah, this is what we in the biz call our busy season. <laughs> well, wow, I I up until was, today, so it was fucking hilarious though. Can we just <laughs> let's not let this go. Because it was <laughs> fucking funny. Uh, Passes the fuck back to Malkin, who should be to a better guy. One of the most sure-handed players, you know, in the NHL, and just boop right into the net. <laughs> but so it's funny. I mean, it's not like they've been playing together a long time, right? Actually, they've they've set a fucking record for oh, North America well, for playing together, well. uh, along with Sid. Yeah, there was a lack of chemistry for sure. Yeah, <laughs> just so sweet to see some team do that. Who got credit for that goal? Nobody. As far as I can so, tell, nobody got credit for it. Somebody had to get credit for the goal, Bill. I, I somebody got looked, credit. I it's, looked. I looked on at the box score the next day, to say, and I don't know if anybody on Arizona touched it. I don't. I, I think it was an immaculate goal. I think it was unfucked by uh by a by an Arizona Coyote. So you're saying. Even, I mean, they can't go prior face-off, right? So from the face-off, not, not one Coyotes player touched the puck up until the it's, puck going in the net? Unless they change anything. I looked like after the goal, and then I looked a day later, uh, and there was nothing in the box. On, in, on the NHL app. Goal, it was the 2-1 goal or the 3-1 it was, goal? It was, the, it was Arizona's fourth goal. Fourth Four Arizona's two. fourth goal was scored by Lawson Kraus. And it is listed as a power play empty net goal, unassisted. Uh, ooh, uh, what what number of goal in the season was that for Mister Kraus? Eighteen. Eight. Wow, eighteen goals. Yeah. Um, wow. So just going back here and looking at the power play stats, the Coyotes were one for three on the power play. Uh, zero shots on net. But it was 
wasn't a, it was a delayed, it wasn't a power play goal. It was a, a delayed no, I call. Thought they were and given the on Penguins, the oh, they were already, already on the power play. play. Were they? Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it's not an even straight Yikes. goal. So no. Yeah. Weird. That's a really weird one. Yeah, Jane, Jason, uh, Jansen Harn- Harkins was in the box for hooking. NHL app. See this bullshit? Because the NHL app sucks. Yeah. The NHL straight from goal number three to goal number five. I don't know why I go on this fucking app. So again, they obviously should have given it to Malkin. One right? for three on the power play, zero shots on the power play. Sounds like the Penguins penalty kit was locked in the rest of the night. When they weren't shooting on their own net. Yeah. All right, so up until this morning, the biggest news of the week certainly goes to Nick. And Nick, this is you have been waiting for this for the better part of this year. The floor is yours, my friend. Well, uh, finally, after weeks of uh, uh, speculation and you know my hoping and praying to the gods, Wayne Lambert is no longer the coach of the like Islanders. I always thought he was a great coach fired. for the Islanders. Great coach for the Islanders. Oh, I thought he was the best coach for the Islanders. Well, Mr. Sleepy Lane Lambert, who always looks like he's perpetually unconfused while he's on the bench, um, was finally let go after a horrendous uh, road trip and just numerous things, I think, outside of that. That have just kind of compounded over the last few few months. Uh, obviously, this is the second season as head coach, and this is a team that's expected to be a contender. The way it's comprised, all of these players are all you know effectively same core that's that's been to the the, the Eastern Coast Eastern Conference Finals two you know twice uh, in consecutive years, years back, and so. You know, obviously, when you lose a, a Hall of Fame coach and you replace him with his protege or one of them, you figure that you might have a bit of a step back, but you expect him to be the guy that's going to, you know, continually bring his team to the next level. He didn't do it. I don't know how well those guys who kind of take over, who were part of the coaching staff when they when the coach gets fired, I don't mm. know how well they fare. I would I would love to see a stat on that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, this was just uh, kind of one of those things where I think uh, I think the now I forget which game it was. I want to say it was the Nashville game. I think I talked about. It. I think it was the Nashville game two weeks ago now, where the team was down two one. It was a tie game, and then it was it was a one one game. Matt Martin was on the on the ice, let up a puck, uh, tried to carry it out with like twelve seconds left. Instead of dumping it and turning to a turnover, Nashville scored on a fluky shot. They pulled the goalie, get, get a quick empty netter, and then the bench was basically off the. It was completely empty with like five or six seconds left, and Bo Horvat was the only guy on the bench. With the rest of the other skaters on the ice finishing the game out, it seemed like a perfect example of exactly what you know Lambert has been to this, this team just. Doesn't give a shit. 
has just zero respect for the game. And honestly, like, I just don't understand from a leadership perspective how that would go with somebody like Lou and the rest of the brass. I mean, it was embarrassing to see them do that. That was the start of the four-game road trip where they lost all four games. Um, and I imagine that that probably was the start of this because there's no way Lou would fire Lambert without somebody in place. I think that was the idea. And I think the rest of the road trip just became a formality. Uh, as uh, this week, uh, I'll get into later, but it wasn't until um, the, the, the uh, I think it was, when was he fired? Was it after the loss? Yeah, it was after the loss to, to the Blackhawks. I think it was the night, the day after. So I believe that he was fired that day on the Saturday. And, and the, uh, if I remember correctly, and Wild came in that Saturday morning because because they ended up playing first game as coach with uh, Dallas the next day at home. So I believe that was how the time I went. Those, but those either dates, way, yeah, those dates are correct. Yeah, so it was a very quick turnaround. But it's the way he was just kind of like, all right, Lambert's out, was in. This had been percolating for a couple, you know, probably for a couple of weeks or a couple of days, however they, long they've been figuring it out. So, um, net is that uh, it's it's a gain. Uh, I think Waz the right kind of coach. Uh, I'll talk about it later, but he's a basically the opposite kind of, of guy of, of Lambert. Um, very vocal on the cat on the bench. Um, he's been with the junior playing, you know, coaching the juniors now for the last few years. And apparently has really impressed people with his, um, his ability to, you know, to coach young kids. Um, and so, and, and introducing structure and, you know, really taking, you know, making team uh, junior team into more of a, of a pro style, you know, ho- uh, hockey team, hockey club. And um, I think that's exactly what this team needs. They got all the, the veterans, they got all the players. And when, you know, Pulak uh, comes back from, and it's healthy and the defensive corps are finally all healthy, we should start to really see some improvements, you know, because honestly they just need the motivation and um, get out of the malaise that Lambert put them in. Um, an unstructured defense, unstructured everything to be honest um so I'm, I'm we've seen and i'll talk about it in the and then i want to steal my whole segment later on so i'll say it's been positive in the like the two games and now five days into the the, the season yeah. he's been here so really quick but we've seen some drastic changes already so um so far that's the that's the news um, and other news, and and like Nick mentioned, we will get to a little bit more of that when we get to the ride metro section. But let's uh, take a ride around the NHL. Um, so big news today, um, coming out of London, Ontario, that five members of the 2018 World Junior Hockey Championship team uh, have been told to surrender to London, Ontario police. Um, in regards to a sexual assault case that was settled uh, last year or a year prior to that, um, where the victim received a um, received a, an, an amount of money, but now it looks like the uh, you know is it just just a cover? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's what they're saying. Was after the settlement, there was uproar, rightfully so, that. There was an investigation by the police. There was an investigation for by Hockey Canada. It, it didn't result in any any sort of any sort of 
you know, name. But even or, though, but yeah. even though she settled, they can still pursue. Absolutely. Jail time for these sure. people. It's totally, totally independent of one another. Yep. Still a criminal yeah, act. I, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I do agree with you on that. Um, so the, the victim, um, had, uh, had, uh, attended a gala in, um, in recognition of the Team Canada's 2018 World Junior Championship, have anybody has anybody ever been to a gala? I've never been to a gala. I've been to a gala. Shut no. up. Yeah, you've been to a gala. I've been to a gala. I was I went to a gala with our our friend Edward Alts. Uh, there was a, it. a what is EA doing at a gala? There was a Devil's Gala for season ticket holders, and all the players were there and. Food and wine were served, and other beverages. It was a what grand old time. What makes it a gala? The name of the event had gala in it. Is that when you guys met Taylor Hall? Yes. Ah, I remember that. It was also the night where, as we were walking behind Andy Green, I tapped Andy Green on the shoulder and then started to walk away so that he would turn around while Eddie was walking by. And Andy Green was none too thrilled with that joke. Are you kidding me? He it's did hilarious. Not, he did not laugh at all. Oh my god! What a stuffed shirt. Yeah, I'm glad he's an he was an Islander. <laughs> well, anyway, she attended the gala and um, brought back a member of that team um, for consensual sexual activity, and then. Other players apparently came into the room and then it turned very, yeah. very ugly. Very, very ugly. Um, and this is um, uh, all, all five of the players. I mean, we're, we're speculating here about the, the players who, um, who have turned themselves in. We, we, we imagine them to be Dubay, uh, Carter Hart. Both of them have requested leave of absences from their teams. Another player by the name of Alex Formentin, uh, who was playing the Swedish Elite League, and now two New Jersey Devil players, Michael McLeod and Cal Foote, um, are supposedly the five players um, who were asked to turn themselves into the London, Ontario. Now, Steve, you've alluded to Michael McLeod being part of this for what? what yeah, since that, it was brought up. Since that was, was the worst up. kept secret. Yeah. It seemed like anybody whose reply to questions were, I'm completely cooperating with the investigation, is is are, are the guys that are, you know, going to be surrendering themselves. Anybody whose response was, I wasn't there. I didn't do anything. I didn't know about it. Those are the guys that are not surrendering. So. Yeah, there was a global report that 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 mentioned there was more than just the five players who were in the room. She had claimed that there was upwards I of heard eight, eight players, right? Eight players, eight players yeah. in the room. Um, so any anybody who had any idea that this was going on should have a lifetime ban from yeah. hockey. And, and from the top down should, too, not just players, yeah. not just players, coaches. Oh. Anybody involved with Hockey Canada that knew this was going on, that that kind of helped the cover-up take place, they should all be 
uh, well, don't liable. you think that the coaches would, I, I do agree with that. And, and I'm not saying that the coaches are exonerated from all this or they're, they're innocent at all, but this was after the tournament was over. And this was, this was an event celebrating their championship. They were, so, they, don't you think it, the coaches it, it, were at the gala? hundred percent. However, they weren't back at the hotel, mm. maybe probably not back at the hotel room where this was happening, or they had a better floor. Who the hell knows? Who knows? I'm sure amongst that group, stories got spread. Uh, yeah, I, 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 so these I guys, don't disagree with these that. guys definitely knew and didn't do anything about it. Yeah, and this all goes back to you know the Penn State stuff. This all goes back to Blackhawks, uh, the Blackhawks. This, this is the, not the a trainer new thing on the gymnastics for the USA gymnastics team. So they're uh, all the clubs and the NHL are mums the word right now. Um, I believe London, Ontario Police Department will have a press conference on February fifth. So we'll know more then. Now here's my here's my problem. Here's my problem. It's all speculation. Here's my problem. Investigation or not, uh, arrest or not. If the New Jersey Devils knew he was a focus of the investigation and offered him a one-year contract, I'm not on board with that. I don't like that one bit. Now, innocent until proven guilty, absolutely. But this is what? Eight is uh, six years ago. It's pretty pretty good bet that they got it right within the last six years that if his name is being thrown around, he's one of the guilty parties. Yeah, well, the same could be said about the Calgary Flames with Dubay and with the Flyers with absolutely. Carter Hart. Oh, absolutely. You know, with, with all of those teams, they're all being they are, they should all be held accountable. Right. So the irony well, is, are, are, you, one day, are you talking like losing draft picks, or what are you talking no, about? How, saying, how do you hold them accountable? I'm saying in 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 terms of public scrutiny, like I don't think there's anything you can do to the team to levy any wait, sort of wait, penalty. You want you want us to hate the Devils or the Flyers more? Yeah, All right. yeah. All right, I I wait, uh, listen. I could try. I could try. Fuck the Flyers, by the way. Yeah, fuck, uh, the flyers. fuck the flyers for a whole new reason fuck the flyers it's just funny that in one day in devil's land everything is all puppy dogs and ice cream and rainbows and flowers with fitzgerald getting an extension and the next day this shit hits the fan and here's fitzgerald who signed this guy to a one-year deal during the offseason everybody's celebrating him but if he knew and still gave this guy a one-year contract that's a problem they had ice cream Fucking call me. Tell me the, no, the puppy, the puppy dogs had ice cream. Oh, Bill, it was at the gala. You you missed out apparently. <laughs> they they don't gala. they don't serve ice cream at a gala. They serve sorbet. Oh well, I I do like sorbet. I do, I do like a nice strawberry sorbet. Holy hell! Uh, anyway, we're getting off the topic here. Uh, but the de- the the NHL also tried to throw a little smoke screen oh god uh, on all of this which i thought was probably the most hilarious. let's see let's find the least exciting thing we can announce today what do we got 
stadium series jerseys. No, 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 we can't do that. Not today. Uh, okay, we could say the Utah has filed papers for an expansion team. Yeah, yeah, do that. Do that. On, on Friday in the political world, Friday is called Take Out the Trash Day, or it used to be called Take Out oh. the Trash Day because the the stories that were given out on Friday wouldn't be reported until the Saturday newspaper, and nobody reads the Saturday newspaper. This is the equivalent right. to that. This was like, and I and I made the joke earlier, but this was like throwing a glass of water on a gas fire. Yeah. I mean, what are you trying to do with this announcement of, of Utah, you know, filing papers for an expansion team? Great. We're so happy for them. Now, back to the real news. I mean, that that was literally the reporting all day long. Um, so this is definitely, you know, a black eye on the NHL, on international hockey. And hockey as a sport in general, and, you know, the and other... Utah. Oh, well, I don't think Utah has any Utah, they're they're fucking guilt by association, man. They're, they're roped into it as well. Oh, that would that you mean their team name would never mind. Um, we'll, we'll talk about their team name another day, yeah. Good but call. oh, <laughs> top five. Potential team names in Utah. Oh, that's going to be a good top that's five. That's great. I like that one. Uh, but this is just a, a black eye for the for the entire sport of hockey. And, I mean, with with the All-Star game coming up, it was supposed to be, you know, grand weekend for everybody to get together for who knows fucking what because the All-Star games are terrible. But it was it was supposed to be next week. It was a week to celebrate the sport. And I don't – I think that luster has gone. I don't. I don't think this is. Oh no! I mean, this is going to can't be, go in there and celebrate the sport after this news comes down. This is going to be topic one, two, and three at every press conference that gets held for the over the weekend. Yeah, I mean, and and none of these guys, even even the guys who weren't part of this and who are part no, of that yeah. 2018 championship team, who absolutely did nothing wrong and had no knowledge about anything, it's a black eye on them too. Yeah. So this is a this is a really really upsetting day for for hockey in general. Uh, so on February fifth, when we have more news to report, we will report news. But up until then, everybody's going to have their own opinions, and you're all going to read them on on the Twix. You're going to read them on the Facebook. You're going to read them on Instagram. You're going to read them everywhere. Um, and it's all speculation until that news conference happens on the 5th. So back to our regularly scheduled program. Let me just tech, check Twix real quick here. Yep, still no Stadium Series jersey announcement. Never will be. They're just going to cancel the Stadium Series altogether. Well, I, 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 no, they're not going to do that. They're not Saturday. Do You're thinking Saturday is the day? Is going to be the expected announcement. Yes. Well, the ESPN... ESPN has the uh, Rangers Golden Knights at seven o'clock on Friday night. I was, I kind of had that circled as to maybe they were going to launch it during the first intermission or something mm. like that. National, that's a national, national it's game. A it's a national not on ESPN game. MSG locally. No, at all? Okay. It's a national ESPN game. So I I thought maybe that that's where they would that's where they would do it. Maybe just the Rangers Islanders jersey that night, and then the Dev, uh, the Rangers, yeah, the Rangers Islanders that night, and Devils Flyers the next day. I was uh, I was looking at the China websites 
for um, inexpensive Chinese. hockey jerseys. China, Chinese. What's the difference? Um, oriental. It's a skull and oriental. No, no. That's, a, that's what you call the rug. <laughs> and I saw, um, so Bill, you have your PJ stock jersey. This is, again, this is going to be an inside discussion, not meant for our listeners at all. Can't so Bill, you have your, your PJ stock Hartford Wolfpack jersey, right? So it's yeah. it's that jersey with the Rangers um, patch on the shoulders they had from the reverse retro jersey last year. That's the one that one of the sites had up as the stadium series Jersey. And what's on the front. Was, it's, it's that it's the, the heart, patch. the heart, it's, the, yeah. the, the Hartford Wolfpack logo. It's not the Hartford <laughs> would be Wolfpack weird. logo. It's, it's the Rangers logo patch that they had last year on the shoulders, which is kind of like italicized, but it's, it's their logo now, but just picture it italicized. And that's exactly what you're going to see. The entire logo, not just the letters either. What uh, white was it? A white or blue? It was a white. It was a white based jersey. Yeah, I may still right, have. I technically, still... they're the road team, right? They would be the road team. Maybe I still have it open. I Can't don't think wait. so. Uh, nope, I don't have that. Did you dare uh, check the other team's product offering to see Devils, Islanders, or Flyers? No, why, why would you do yeah. show prep? Why, why the fuck that would I do that? Yeah, why would I call. look at any other team's jerseys other than my own? Good call. I was actually looking to buy an Adam Fox jersey, but I decided against it. Good. You should do that because then he'll get injured. He got oh, injured wait. already. So I think That's we're in the clear. That's I think <laughs> we're in the clear. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I thought if a player was retired, the jinx wouldn't apply. And it didn't work out that well for Gary Carter. So oh man. How how long how long after? I think within a year. Oh. Maybe two, but definitely less than two. Good Lord in heaven. Good God. Um and uh congratulations to Thank you. Vincent Trocheck, who oh, will great. replace Artemi Panarin on the all-star team. Very hey. well-deserved for him. Do you know who's going to replace Jack Hughes? No. Nobody, because apparently he's going, even though he hasn't played for the Devils since, like, January 5th. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Like, he's like Lindy Lindy went, went on record saying he's not going to start resume skating until after the all-star break. He's so going, he's going to the all-star he's game? He's going to the all-star game, and at a minimum... He's going to be serving as the assistant captain on the team that uh, Quinn Hughes is captaining, right? He's one. Quinn Hughes was picked as one of the four captains, right? They so, well, they were, I thought they were they were co-captains. They're well, not because the other ones are captains and assistant captains. These were I thought these guys were. They're just throwing these. They're just throwing Jack a bone here on that. I think it's. I okay. think they're just throwing him a bone to get him there, you know, to give him something to do. If he participates in the skills competition, there is going to be an outbreak on Devil's Twitter, Devil's Twix that uh, we haven't seen yet. Well, I, I, I think it's across. The, I don't think it's just Devil's Twitter. I think it's across the board. And a fucking a guy and people, you know, fake injuries to get out of going to the All Star game. Yeah, they fake. Look at Ovechkin the past couple of years. He's faked injuries to not have to go. 
And this guy is going to go and he's injured. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Well, I, wow. I did not, I did not know that. Jack makes his own rules. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess. Anything else around the NHL that I missed? No. This past week? Nope, let's move on. Tight 45. You guys are very, very insistent on this tight 45 tonight. Move on. You got Come something on. to do? Oh, our yeah. our to listeners do are begging for it. They are not. They already yes. had one. They Both have of one. them have reached out to me. What? Show me. <laughs> show me. Show me. I'll show you tomorrow. I'll show you a screen cap. Yeah, please. Please do that. All right, let's take a ride in the Metro. Sponsored by Rich Wholesome, Nestle Quick. Hello, boys and girls. Do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy? Try Nestle Quick. One sip and you can feel the energy in your muscles. Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. Say the real men drink pink Then I'm a real man for sure But if you like the brown I still love you for who you are Because it's time for acceptance Of everyone all preference We're all quick on the inside Anyway Nestle Quick, it does the trick. Billy? Yeah, I listen, I I fully anticipated that I was going first this week. I was oh, no. like, I don't even have to look. I'm going first. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no. no. Yeah, the Penguins, no. Uh, Penguins only had two games. They lost them both. And uh, and and really, this, this week was the difference, I think, uh, between – uh, anybody have any any sane person having any optimism left uh is it's it's done um you know like uh, one week ago they they were coming off their best game uh of the season i thought said it on this podcast uh they played a great game with uh against the kraken won that game three nothing uh last monday um but then they went on the road to vegas and and arizona and you know it's it's two games that they lost it should it be the end of the world? No, but but the the thing of it, it, it is so emblematic of the struggles that the Penguins have had. Uh, the, even going back to last season, uh, because they they went to Vegas, they were playing a good game. They had a two nothing lead. They went into the third period and they lost. They didn't come away with a point. They they straight up gave up three goals and, and lost that game after after a two nothing lead. Um, and that's something that they were doing all season last season. And not as much this season, although, you know, even opening night, they did it this season and, and, and it's happened, you know, it's bit them in the ass a couple of times, but, you know, probably not as often as it did last year. But then they follow that up to go to Arizona and, and you know, what we talked about before, the own goal um, where, you know, Latang isn't using his head and, and Malkin, you know, Malkin's got to fucking do a little bit more to, to, to make that adjustment to stop that, that puck from you know, stop it from deflecting it into his own net. Um, so it's, it's really very much on, on the both of them. 
Um, and that is really kind of that's that's been the season almost in a nutshell. Now, this is me in a nutshell. Help! I'm in a nutshell. How did I get into this nutshell? Look at the size of this bloody great big nutshell. What sort of shell has a nut like this? I mean, this is crazy. I mean, it's kind of like the butt fumble where it's like the culmination of all the shitty things that that happen where where it's going to be like that high profile thing. Um, But it it has been a a mistake ridden season for the Penguins. Um, And and as you know, you, you look up and down the lineup, guys aren't playing bad, but too, too many, you know, brain farts, too many mistakes and, and, yeah, they're only going to have this one own goal to look back on and, and to be like that that symbolic end of it all. But uh, but yeah, it, it, it's been a lot of mistakes. And uh, and I, personally, I had no optimism for this team, you know, pretty much once they went into that uh, 13 games without a power play goal, like I knew I knew it was over for them, um, you know, so so if they kind of got back towards the the playoffs and the standings I, I i still had no optimism you know even coming off of that game last week against the crack and it's not like i was thinking they were gonna hunt down a playoff spot um but again like after this week i i think any there are no sane people left uh who are going to have any belief in this team and it's kind of a good thing because that frees up dubas to to make the deals he's got to make to you know they're, they're not going to get a deal done with gensel so uh gensel they're just gonna have to, you know, uh, turn him loose and and see what they can get for him, um, and and see what other guys they can they can deal uh, because this isn't a this isn't a playoff team. Uh, we knew they weren't a, a, a literal Stanley Cup contender, but but now we we know this is not a playoff team. So uh, let's let's make things better for the future, uh, and you know, all bets all bets are off now. So. So uh, it's it, it was almost freeing this week uh, for for them to turn that corner uh, to to you know like I said a few weeks ago they're, they're irrelevant now now it's been absolutely proven there's no need to discuss oh can they climb up to the top eight you know the, the, that's over that that kind of talk is nonsense so that is the week for the Penguins. All right, so we'll turn to the Rangers, and before we do that, I have an absolute gem of a call from Sam Rosen. So this was during the Ducks game. Uh, I think I have the volume. All right. And here we go. Just the Rangers are up one, nothing toward the end of the first period. All you need to do is listen. Now what I'm thinking, Joe, is the Rangers have to avoid that mistake, that big mistake that winds up in their net. Yeah, I know you're, you're right. I mean, Here's Terry moving in. Gets it back. Shot blocked. And Henrik stuffed it in. Now what I'm... Right on fucking cue. Literally within 10 seconds of Sam Rosen saying that. Adam Henrik... Uh, I'm sorry, Anaheim was up one nothing. Adam Henrik gets his second goal of the game to put the Ducks up 2 nothing. And this and, is um, why play-by-play commentary should be played on the benches so that the players can hear it so that they won't make those kinds of mistakes. But then the players, is, have, players on the ice would have to hear it. They should the have most, earpieces in. That is the most asinine thing I've, I think you've ever said in this entire podcast. Congratulations. Nice. Really? 
Yeah, I, I mean that's it's, it's really, that's that was really dumb. I, I don't believe. I, I totally don't believe dumb. that. But I would it was supposed to be dumb, you fucking idiot. That was that was that was. It was supposed to be dumb. Did you think I was being serious? Really, really stupid. Yeesh. Yeah. Holy shit. God. Trying to lighten up the fucking mood around here. You guys are all fucking serious and depressed and yeah. Well, you you know why we're depressed, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start to tell you why I'm depressed. Okay. Five to one loss to the Vegas Golden Knights on Thursday. Two to one loss to the LA 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 Kings on Saturday night, in which I had to fucking endure a 10:30 start, West Coast time or East Coast time rather. Um, West Coast would have been funny. Um, have a back to back and and beat the Ducks five two when you were down two nothing uh, at the end of one. And luckily, you scored four goals in the third period, and then you lose while you're up two nothing headed into the third period. You lose three to two to the fucking sharks. You lose three to fucking two to the sharks. So going back to January 11th, which was a game in St. Louis against the Blues, um, the Rangers go on a 15 day stretch where they play eight times. I don't remember a stretch where they had to play so many games um, in so little amount of time. I think it was in the uh, um, in the COVID shortened season where they um, be, they were playing all local teams anyway. So they they played, I think, a five, uh, an eight and 15. But eight games in 15 nights is, is a lot of games for any one team to play. That's not the excuse. They should be fucking well-rested. Yeah. They had one, I had two back to backs during that time. So they should have been well rested and very prepared to go out and play hockey. They're not, they have not been. They have a mediocre power play at best. They have players going through slumps on every single line, up and down the lineup and on defense and even in goal. Um, and I think the shiny, the shiny, nice little light that was on Peter Laviolette is gone, it is all gone. Uh, because he has got to take hold of this team. He's the head coach of this team, and he has really got to make them play the way he wants to. And if they're not playing the way he wants to, it's on him. If they're not fired up and ready for a game, if they're going through the game fucking like they're sleepwalking like they did on Tuesday night in San Jose, then it's on him. And it's it's just so frustrating to watch this team. All the shiny stuff that we saw in the beginning of the season, all that, it's all gone. All the good vibes that we had coming off the win against the Caps and then Seattle uh, before you left for the road trip, they're all gone. Things have got to change. The power play is extremely stagnant. You got to mix up personnel. If Zibanejad is going through a slump and he's not going to be the guy on the power play, put someone else out there who's going to do something. Make some changes. Do something to your lineup that invokes energy because there's nothing there it's just very lackadaisical it's funny you should mention that they Fine. change lines at will <laughs> last to try year. and get yeah, chemistry yeah. right yeah last but when year a power play isn't working they don't change anything well for the better part of this year the lineup has remained intact except especially since uh Heedle went went down with his with his injury um you know, players here and there get called up because guys can't go one night, sure. And Kako was out for a long time. But for the main part of the season, lines have been the same. 
no changes at all. And I mean, you you need you need a little bit of change. Put Zibanejad with Panarin to get him going a little bit. Um, even put Trocheck with Kreider to get that line going. Do something. But you're right; they have not touched the power play all season, and it just does the same goddamn things over and over again. And everybody's ready for it. Everybody knows exactly what's coming. Again, so, I've said it before. If if you and I know what's going to happen, then the other team for sure knows what's going to happen. Yeah, but they they the the game last night pissed me off more than anything else. And it's not because they were up two nothing going into the third period. It's not because the ref missed not one, not two, but three picks in overtime. Um, and, and it has nothing to do with any of that. They slept walk through the entire game. This is the San Jose Sharks. You are one of the top five teams in the NHL. You need to assert your fucking dominance against a team that played the night before and went to overtime, went to a shootout, and beat the Kings. And you're fucking sleepwalking through a game in which they played and had to travel the night before? That's To me, that's kind of on the coach a little bit. I I'm sure you can say it's the players, uh, I'm sure, but the coach has got to get them fired up to play. I'm I don't sorry. think I've ever seen a player on a shift intentionally go to interfere with the person defending the puck carrier three times not and once not twice called, three times and not get called for it I, 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 it, was it was so blatant it was he didn't hide it at all nope so uh, after that happened so zabanajad on the third pick lost his stick completely left everybody and went to go pick up a stick who went is I think a stick was like just on the edge of the ice over by like the blue line. So he skated up to get his stick and just let his player go. Lafreniere was, was with the guy with the puck or without the puck. And Miller was on the guy with the puck and Lafreniere just left the guy and went to double team the guy with the puck, which left two guys two open guys on Shesterkin. Yeah, I, I there was it was a comedy of errors and bullshit on that overtime goal that was enough to just. I was in a bad mood all day today, and it was directly because of that. So for and sure, the you, lack of, and and their lack you, of daisicalness through that fucking entire game last night. If you haven't seen the video of that goal yet, I we highly recommend you go watch it. And in your mind, just imagine the Benny Hill music as you're watching yeah. it. It was uh, it, it, this this break this 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 All Star break cannot come soon enough for this Rangers team. They got to play a Golden Knights team on Friday night, who is still missing nine starting players, and you get blown nine? out five five one. You get blown out by them. I don't remember them uh, missing nine players against your a fucking backup goal, not even a backup goalie, the third string goalie who you made look like fucking Ken Dryden. And then they go up to Ottawa, and the last time they were in Ottawa, they got their dicks handed to them. So listen, I'm not very optimistic about these games coming up on Friday and Saturday. All I know is that they can't end quick enough for the All Star break to start, so they can just 
do what they need to do to refocus themselves and and get back to playing hockey. Because when you come back and play hockey, you got a lot of home games. You got a lot of games to play up until the end of the season to establish your position for the playoffs. And right now they're in first place in the Metro, but that's that's going away very quick. And you're going to get taken over by the fucking Flyers? Ugh. You're going to get taken over by the fucking Flyers? Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers, man. But Filipino has come back to the to the U.S. He's in New York. Um, I I half kind of expect him to be at practice tomorrow um, to get a, a couple of skates in prior to the All Star break, um, and then maybe be uh, see how it goes after that to give him a, a little bit of a break. But I I fully expect him to be at at practice tomorrow and um, potentially for a morning skate on the on Saturday. Uh, in Ottawa, maybe they don't let him travel with the team. I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure, but it, but it looks like he is, he's okay to go. So we'll, we'll see what happens with, with, with Philip Edel. But, um, I don't know. There's, there's a part of me that also says, why don't you wait till after the all-star break to let him start skating? Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, I don't know. Whoever's that, I think it's Nick's turn. Go ahead, Nick. It's, it's my turn. Uh, so Isles Week, uh, biggest news uh, story obviously was Patrick Walk, you know, assuming the head coaching position after Lane Lambert was fired. Uh, and we kind of talked about that a little bit, uh, being in the podcast. Um, and so this week was kind of the end of the the road trip where uh, the fourth the fourth we lost over time against the Bruin uh, the Blackhawks, where Seth Green uh, Seth Green Seth Jones scored <laughs> first. Could have been Sivins and Seth Green, I guess, have been the same thing. Seth Jones scores first goal of the year against us in overtime on a slap shot that just kind of found uh, two aisles were kind of crossing. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say it was Seth? I was about to say Seth Green. It was Seth Jones's first goal of the season? Season of the season on a slap shot that was $9 million a year. Dude, it was and it was a shot that Sorokin just got blinded on because basically he never saw it and it just went right in top oh. short, you know, corner. But honestly, it wasn't even much of a shot. It just completely he was completely blinded by by the guy blocking the view of covering Jones and uh I forget who was playing defense, but I think it was um Pel maybe Pellick or somebody was in front of him, just tried to block it and didn't block it and Complete screen him. So that was the last game of um, Lambert's career as an Islander coach and maybe as head coach ever again in the NHL. Um, hopefully, for whoever doesn't sign him, will be much better off. Um, with uh, one, the next day, we get the Ross the Ross signing. He gets his he gets to talk and work with the, the team briefly. Um, has the first practice the ga- day of the game on Sunday with against Dallas. The Isles end up winning the game in overtime, giving Wah his first win uh, uh, as an Islander coach, which is great. Um, Anders Lee went and grabbed the, the puck uh, in the game in overtime to bring it back to, to, the, to the locker room, you know, the usual stuff. Wah just with the, the big takeaways from the game, aside from the fact that the Devils or the Isles shouldn't have probably won this game, um, they kind of like just, you know, made it, came back from behind. 
down a goal in third and tied it up, got into overtime, just happened to manage to win that game. Um, Marzal Horvat goal. Um, but anyway, the, the whole thing was, uh, you know, it was interesting to hear a couple things. One, um, <clears throat> during this the, the game, one of the, the, the you know, beat writers was saying that he could hear uh, Wah from the ice from where he was up in the top of the where they, you know, where they sit up top. And they were saying, I think other people in the 300s were also saying that. So the upper deck saying the same thing. They could hear they could hear him screaming, um, you know, things out from the bench. And it wasn't a full night. It was pretty quiet. But you know what? It's still, I mean, that's a drastic difference from Lambert, who never talked. Um, you you know, you didn't see him saying much. You know, he definitely relied more on his assistant coaches and, you know, looked like he was complaining or, you know, confused all the time. Just his, his face. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it the other way. He just looked like he was never aware of what was going on. Um, so huge difference. And then after the game, Bois was like, you know, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But about his win, it wasn't downplayed. But really, he did say that what was interesting was that the team, some of the things he had asked them to start to work on, was the team had started to kind of, he saw some of those things in the game, which was impressive because they'd only just fucking at the first practice the day, like that morning. So, um, and then two days later, another game, uh, the second game or last game of the week, um, which was yesterday's game against uh, Vegas at home. Um, this was a 3-2 loss, but the game was a very different game for the Isles. Um, in the game, so for instance, in the game against Dallas, it was a typical kind of Isles game, outshot tremendously, 43 shots to the 28. You, you can't win games like that. And that's what Rosman was talking about, like, hey, we have to get less shots on net, you know, we got to get player more structured defense, get back to the intensity, you can't be chasing the puck in your zone the whole time. You gotta get it in their zone. If you don't want to play defense, you gotta, you know, get the puck in. You can't, you can't, you know, uh, get better by by playing defense all the time. So against against the Golden Knights, who have been one of the better teams in the NHL this year, you know, currently they are what second in the Pacific with 62 points, pretty good. Um, they outshot the the Golden Knights, uh, 42 to 27. And I'll be honest, I wasn't – I was kind of surprised by this because it just isn't – we haven't really done this much this season. I didn't go back and look at all the games that we – our shot – where we had more shots than their team, uh, let alone hit 40 shots in a game and held the other team to under 30, which has been not really the way Lambert's been kind of coaching us. And if you watch any Islanders games, we, we love a ton of shots. So this was a much different game. And a game that was a close, close game, Isles were down – um, some unlucky bounces and, you know, we're down a normal hockey game kind of thing, just down a goal at the end of the third period. Um, couldn't tie it back up, but damn, they looked a lot better in this game. Even though they lost, they looked a lot better. And the team looked like uh, really kind of give you a glimpse of what they should be and what they can be in the next maybe few weeks. We'll see how it turns out. Um, but while I was saying even after this game that, you know, a lot more, this was a much better game. You saw a lot more of what the team's been buying into and, and starting to really work on. And, you know, it's different when, you know, a team started buying into something right away and you see instant results. And so that seems like 
hoping that in a couple of weeks we can have, you know, this team starts to really start to hopefully start to gel and get the, get under, get really behind what was really been preaching. Um, and lastly, you know, interestingly, Barzal was saying, you know, and then, you know, to one of the beat writers that there was like a certain like malaise or like you know, laziness had crept into different, a lot of aspects of the, the game. And that's an interesting kind of like way he put it because, you know, I, I, I kind of get the feeling that the players were kind of also feeling a little, you know, unsure of, of how to like talk to the media about the, you can't really throw your coach on the bus really. Right. So it got the feeling that, you know, the team had really kind of figured out, like we're just seeing that nothing was getting better and maybe they felt like they just weren't being heard. And, you know, uh, I'm just glad to see that, you know, they had such a positive kind of turnaround so far to, um, to Wa and his, uh, you know, his his game plan for the Isles, and uh, we'll see how it turns out, right? Uh, anytime you bring in a coach like Wa, who's, you know, more structured, more disciplined, and you know, definitely more vocal, he's definitely going to be. It's going to probably have an impact for a bit, and we'll see how it goes, and hopefully, that, it keeps going. That age old, age old adage: when you replace a coach, you replace him with the opposite kind of coach. Right, right, and this is the kick in the ass kind of coach. So yeah. It, it, this is what they need. And if, and you know, Barry was kind of that guy before, you know, he definitely had a, a he was more, you know, definitely had like, uh, I think more lightheartedness, but man, he was definitely hard on the team. He definitely was like, you, you make a mistake, you're fucking sitting. Yeah. And you got to, you know, he held a bit, a bit accountable. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of where they are now. And, you know, we'll see how this builds, but um, it seems like, uh, you know, getting, Getting a goalie coach in, a coach that was used to be a goalie, I should say, um, should be pretty good news for Harlemov and and for who was his who was his goalie in, in the Colorado, by the way, um, and uh, Sorokin yeah, yeah, because true. and Sorokin because you know it, I'm sure neither of those guys like seeing 40 shots a game. No, yeah, and 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 I'm sure they're they're probably going to be much happier with uh, the team and how they're working out. By the way, Harlemov's first game back was. Um, in the Vegas game, uh, he's back after he's been on um, on the IR for roughly a month, I guess, at this point. So finally, that's all uh, back. We're just waiting now on Pulak to really um, get back into the team, get back to skating and get back to uh, practicing. And I can't recall if he's been back on the practice squad. Um, but uh, anyway, once he gets back, we'll really be in a position of finally having everybody um back um a full team full squad and see how it goes see what happens so uh right now this is actually the first time i feel pretty good about the team in a while because it's just been fucking hard to watch the team just play and you know my i think the best thing i think i heard was say was he wants the team the team to be a team you you want to watch you want your team your fans to want to watch the game and uh be excited to watch them play and i, I really do i want to have a fun time watching the game it's been rough watching them play the last uh, year and a half. So it's funny you, you mentioned accountability because the first game of the recap here, Devils versus Montreal, uh, 3-2 loss. Uh, Alexander Holtz, even though he scored during the game, um, only got about eight minutes of ice time. He was benched for a majority of the third, being held accountable for a turnover. Uh, a turnover he made in the in the defensive zone. When asked 
after the game, you know, why did Holtz not play a lot? Lindy Ruff's response was to the reporter, you don't really watch the games, do you? Which was a ridiculous answer. I just hate when coaches are douchebags like that. Um, having seen the replay, it was an innocent uh, puck around the boards and he tipped the puck to the defenseman towards the center of the ice and the defenseman misplayed the puck, thus resulting in a turnover. It wasn't anything Holtz did. Now, Holtz is top five in the team in goals, When he's even though he's only getting fourth-line minutes. He's one of the top players in the NHL in terms of goal production when teams are five-on-five. Five. He's up there with Dreisaitl and Nylander and Elias, Elias Pettersson. Uh, in terms of goals while five on five. So this kid needs to play more. I you gotta you you gotta give him a little bit of leeway. You got you gotta know he's gonna make mistakes. Hughes makes mistakes on defense. Jack makes mistakes when he's playing defense. Namich plays mistakes. These are young kids. They're gonna make mistakes. You gotta just pat him on the back, say don't fucking do that again, and get him out there for their next shift. That loss was followed up by a four to one uh, victory over Columbus, uh, carried by a huge second period, a, a huge outburst. It was their 15th come-from-behind win, um, and it was nice to see the good VTech in net, uh, which would be which would be great if, if he could do that for the rest of the year, but he's so up and down, it's hard to be happy with, with him one game just because you know it's not going to last to the next. Uh, the next night they followed that up, you know, back to back to back games. We know how bad they are in back to back games. Now they're one, eight and one in the second half of back to backs this season. If they were even 50%, they would be in, in solidly in the playoffs, but one, eight and one in the second half of back to backs, um, Sergey Breland night and, I guess the team just thought that would carry them to victory, and it didn't. We were done in by uh, facing a former Devils goalie in Scott Wedgwood, and he played well in the first period, and that must have gotten in their heads because they weren't able to put it together the rest of the game. Um, I had this down as, you know, you just write this one off. You know how you have those games sometimes, you just write them off? But how many of those do you get in a season? How many times can you say that? Right? One or Five? Two. One, or, one, oh, one or two. Yeah. Well, we're well beyond that, but I'm writing this one off anyway. Uh, follow finish the week up with a six to five victory over the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, beer league game. Stop me if you've heard this before. The Devils gave up the first goal of the game. Shut up. Thirty-one out of forty-four games, they've given up the first goal. So. This was also their 16th come-from-behind victory because of that. Um, this game went to overtime. Devils 5-1 and one in overtime this season. Uh, Tyler Toffoli seals the game with his hat-trick goals, now up to 20. So if they're not going to make a push for the playoffs, that's a great piece that somebody else could be picking up. That's, that's a big chip they're going to have come trade deadline if they're not in a position to make the playoffs. Um, and this game saw, you know, in this game, we saw the the not so good VTech in net. 
Um, although it's hard to say, hard to put it all on him because there were quite a few wide open guys on in the slot uh, with wide open shots. Something that is just ridiculous to me that that even happens in the NHL. Um, I'm not even going to touch on the cloud foot thing. We talked about it. I'm not going to touch on the Jack thing. We talked about it. Um, a lot should be back uh, for one, if not both, of these next two games before the break at Carolina, Thursday night at Tampa, Saturday night. Tom, do you want to fly me down? No, I'll buy your ticket, though. Okay. Where, um, Saturday night? Yes. Oh, I got I to gotta shovel my driveway. Oh, there's a, some snow. I think there's a gala after it, though. Um, oh, well, then that changes everything. As long as they serve ice cream, we're good. No. There Should were talks. There were talks about players being called up. And when asked about it, Lindy Ruff has said, yes, that's possible. But those players, quote, have not been determined yet. Don't don't these teams have a list of players that they would call up if they need to call players up? How do you not yeah, have a list they, ready to go? But they they like to check in with the minor league team and say, hey, this guy is, is really playing well right now. He's on a hot streak. And don't maybe it's someone that's, that's lower on your list. Don't you have those conversations ongoing throughout the year, regardless of whether you're going to be calling up a player or not? Yes. He's an asshole. How many times do I have to tell you that? Like, he's the perfect guy for the Devils. I love that he's such an asshole because wow. he is an asshole. He is an asshole. Um, I've been telling you that for years. Yeah, well, I I want him to I want him to see the other side of the door here, but that's you know, I'm not alone in that, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. And now it's time for trivia with Bill. Ugh. Now this is the wrong bell. Thank you, Steve. Okay, today's question is what was the nickname for the Los Angeles Kings line that featured Dave Taylor, Charlie Simmer, and Marcel Dion. Oh, 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 I know this. I know this. Wait, because these things usually go by the player's last name. What were, what were the last names again? Taylor, Simmer, and Dion. STD. That was the line name. <laughs> that's, I, I, that, that's great. I'm not sure. That should have been a line name. That really was. That was back in the '70s for sure. In fact, it wasn't. But but excellent. uh, I think it was more of a play on like the Kings. It was probably like the Royal Crown line or something like that. Oh, did they call it the Burger King line? Incorrect. Was it the Burger King? Incorrect. Barely incorrect. It was not the Burger King line. BK, (laughs) have it your way. You rule. Everybody just turned off the fucking podcast. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's why the way they I, it that's off. What it, the way that, I that, turned that, off that fucking did commercial it. every time it's on anything. Fuckers. Marcel Dion. Travis Scott. Who are, who are the other two guys? I don't even Dave Michael Taylor. Scott, Steve. Michael Scott. <laughs> Michael Scott. Dave Taylor, <laughs> Charlie Simmer, and Marcel Dion. Hmm. I love STD line. I would have just went with that. I, I wish <laughs> I, I wish I could make that. But it's not. 
factual. Was it the, the frankincense and myrrh line? Because they were the kings? No, no it was not. Were, were they the royal flush? Uh, no, no. You're, you're what, which, you're which one? Colder. Which one is you're getting okay? Colder. So, so what something crown. So, crown is definitely the way to go. Were they the Asian persuasion? <laughs> <laughs> were they persuading Asians to come over? I don't think any of them were Asian. Uh, no, no. Were they, uh, I think she's, were they called the, I think she's crowning line? No, gross. No, okay. Uh, the so, king's crown line. No, no, no. You know that's uh, how fucking that's... stupid people from the fucking South Jersey and Pennsylvania say crayon, right? Crayon, crayon. They call it a crown. Crayon, crayon. Stop it! No, it's, yeah, stop yeah. it! Crayon crowns. Yeah, real crayons. No, crayons. It's horrible. No, no crayons. Yeah. You have a brain. You are not people from are... South Jersey or that's Pennsylvania. Not... That might have been, been the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Uh, <laughs> barely, barely. I should have said, in comparison to people from South Jersey. And but that's not what that's They're, not what you said. I, yeah. People are more southern than Randy. I'll be yeah. honest. Okay, I don't. We don't. Wanna, I don't even know. Who you, Randy. Guys, oh. you guys, you guys, know what we a towel get Randy is? Back. Um, towel. Do you know what a towel is? Towel. No, I know what a towel is. Yeah. Is it the towel towel crown line? What are we talking about? No. I don't. Can we get multiple choice? Okay, multiple choice. A, the Legion of Doom. Mm. No, B, that was fuck the Flyers. B, the Triple Crown Line. Uh, C, the West Coast Express, or D, the Punch Line. Uh, should I should have said uh, Double Down at some point? Uh, the, the is it the Double line. Down Line? The Dick Punch oh. Line sounds like it would have been the right one. Dick Punch. No. I like that the, one too. The dick punch? Oh my god! I, it, it's probably a triple crown line. Triple yeah. crown line. Uh, that's the one. That's awesome. That was it. Job was. Guys, we got only there. got like uh, nine more questions in this trivia. Program. Oh shit! Yeah, I I asked Billy what what is what do we do after this? Oh shit! He's he's gonna wait until. The Tuesday afternoon before we record to let me know what he wants. To do. <laughs> yeah, I'll figure that out. But yeah, it's called show prep. <laughs> All right, so now we're just going to go on to the next segment, which I don't know how we're train. I don't know the transition at this point because money we have talks, a song. Baby. We no, have it's song, money talks, but I don't know if I say anything leading into the song. Maybe, maybe you should. Maybe, maybe you leave it to the professional. You leave it. You leave it to the. To the probably the best podcast host. Yeah, uh, you you leave it to me. I'll, I'll handle. By the way, asshole, if you're gonna show us okay. your stupid coffee mug, you have to hold it higher so the camera can actually see it. You dummy. No, Nobody look, can see it. it. Look. Well, uh, look, now we can the, see the inside of the cup, which has no words at all. That's perfect. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. Why don't we have tryouts? Why don't we have tryouts for introducing that? Why is it? Just oh, okay. Okay. I mean, no, no. <laughs> what do you mean tryouts? Okay. I let Steve try to host one night. So, that was a fucking disaster. I have, uh, I am not throwing my hat in the ring for this. So it's between uh, you three. If Nick wants to introduce himself, by all means, that's a little arrogant, but you can buy it. You can certainly go for it. Uh, so please, we're going to uh, pull a name out of a hat here. 
Uh, All right, Fatty, go ahead. It's time for Money Talks. <laughs> That's great. Oof. It's going to be hard to top that one. Nick, do you want to give it a try? No, <laughs> Bill wins. Good. Okay. I no, no, we've, we've got to let... We gotta Maybe let Bill Tom, wins. you know, Tom's gonna throw a fucking conniption if we don't let him. Maybe fucking go. Bill wins. All right, Tom, your turn. Go, Tom. All right, Nick, money talks. Oh, that's that was good. Okay, it's, it's so that now, simple. So it's now, that simple. I feel I like the diplomatic way to do it would be let's have a vote on who wins. Okay. So yeah. if you want, we get the vote. If you want Bill's introduction, raise your hand. If you want Tom's introduction, raise your hand. <laughs> Dumb fuck. You you voted. God damn it. You didn't vote for yourself. Billy, son of a bitch. Well, okay. I decide all tiebreakers on this podcast. Yeah. So it's all mine. right. I was gonna say just just by by the stupidity of one of the contestants, Tom wins. <laughs> oh Hi. shit. So go ahead, Tom, and introduce the segment for real now. All right, Nick, money talks. Money, it's a gas. Grab that cash with both hands and make the stash. Newton, give a fuck, and daydream. Think I'll buy me a hockey team. All right, fellas. This week on Money Talks, we're going to talk a little bit about likely the prized UFA. It's a little early for this, but probably likely the prized UFA, um, I guess, uh, player uh, this year. But from what it looks like, who's not extended. Uh, so basically, anybody that's already off the board for next year, we're taking those players out. Uh, let's take your Nylanders and you know everybody else just got extensions. Um and we're looking at a Mr. Sam Reinhardt from the Florida Panthers. He's not a Jake Gensel? Okay. Not not Jake Gensel. Although Gensel is a year older than Sam Reinhardt. Anyway, Gensel making we'll get, six point is six point five or is he at five? Holy shit. Sam is currently making six point five this year. Well, I was talking about Gensel. Six mil. Strip six mil six. Is Gensel. They're six. the they're likely the two guys are going to be the one and two. If you look at you know forwards and who's going to make bank this year, uh, both left both forwards. Um, uh, I should say. But Reinhardt's ha- Reinhardt is definitely going to be the the prize based on this season guy. this year. I I would agree. Yep, um, he's playing top line minutes with uh, Barkov, so he's got an elite two way center. But Reinhardt's been playing well above his his pay grade. Um, he's got fifty eight points in forty six games. I'm um, forty six. Games, uh, games played, uh, and thirty-four goals in in that fifty-eight you know, points. Thirty-four so the, fucking goals. Thirty-four and, and forty-six. He's on a horrid pace. He had another goal tonight, uh, and an assist. Um, he's gonna have a good shot at fifty. Um, he's fucking ripping it up this year. He's already he, at his career high. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> That's a guy motivated for a contract right there. Which he's not me. his not his career high. He's he's 
on pace for, for goals, yes. No, he's already he's got out. his – yeah, goal-wise, he's already goals, got goals, his yeah, career yeah. high. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you meant points. Point. Oh, I thought you yeah. meant points. Yeah, goals, goals, yes. Goals, yes. His, his, his career high is 82 points in 78 games two years back. Um, he had 67 and 82 last year, a little bit of a step back, I guess. Um, but uh, nevertheless, the Panthers are going to have a hard time re-signing him. They could. They could go the route and do it They because they already have Alexander Barkov and, and Matthew Kachuk making 10 and 9.5 respectively uh, a year. Um, they got Bobrovsky's 10 million a year on in goal. Um, Ekblad's making 7.5 mil for one more year. So theoretically, they could probably fit him in. Um, they don't have a ton. He's already making 6.5, so you'd have to think about it. Like, does he make a big jump up? And, you know, what's he going to get from Florida? Um, and it's looking like he's probably going to make in the, 10 I'd say I don't I don't I don't, I don't he, know if he makes 10 I don't know if he makes 10. oh yeah um, I don't well, no, 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 no. I, I think he's pretty close to 9.5 10 on to uh, stay he could he could stay for less right because there's there's the there's no income tax right in Florida so he he could probably take a little bit less there well no state no House, state income tax no state yes. income tax you're right so if he was to go but if he decides to test the waters, there it could be a little bit more market for him. He could make 10, maybe 11 mil. I mean, he's a UFA make playing potentially he could hit 50 goals this year. He'll be easily the jewel of the, of the crop of everybody in the, in the, in the UFA class. And there's no better time to, to, you know, grab a guy like him right off the, um, from basically costing you nothing outside of just a, a lot of money. Um, what did Timo get this last year, Stephen? Did he get nine? He got nine? yeah, he got eight, eight, five. Eight, five. So I think yeah. he's gonna make a little more. I think he's probably gonna make the nine four nine five nine nine five ten range personally. Um, and I think he's gonna be quite an interesting guy to watch. He's a winger. He's not a center, so he has to have somebody to play with like a Barkov. But he could go to a place like Black, like Chicago, and go play with a. Connor Bedard. Bedard, yeah. But, um, uh, we'll see. I've never really I definitely paid see a, that for sure. I've never really paid attention to this, so I don't know if it's that alarming. Of his 34 goals this year, 17 are on the power play. So is that a good like do you want half your goals to come from the power play? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You know, well, it's a goals goals a goal. And in a contract year. It, it, he's now he's looked at as someone who can improve your power play now too. He so, improves the power play, but then he doesn't produce as efficiently on uh, five on five. But but listen, which is I am what very you play majority of the game because of Jonathan Huberdeau and and the way he is and what he's doing in Calgary. I'm pretty leery of anybody coming out of Florida and playing and and getting a contract and think they're going to work somewhere else because he was in what he was in in Buffalo. Buffalo. Prior, I mean, he's he was still putting up, you know, mid twenties, low twenties in Buffalo. Yeah, but uh, and he all of a sudden he breaks out as a fifty goal scorer. He from Buffalo, his last season at Buffalo twenty five. He's only gone, uh, you know, he went up to 33, 31 last year, but he you know took a little dip, but now up to thirty four. I mean, that's it's a steady progression. It's not, yeah. I, I hear you, but I just think it's a guy in a contract here who is yeah. this is his this is his money contract. Wow. This is his contract, yep. and this he's is... going to get. And I think it's nine five, 
personally. Um, but but I, I think I think that's all this is. And once I'm, he gets I'm with that, Nick. I think if he hits I don't know free, how if he, he hits free agency with the extra money in the cap on the cap this year, I say he gets in the 10-10-5 range. But, but who's going to afford that? There, well, on. the cap's going up. Cap's going Arizona. Up. Yeah, five million dollars is going up. Yeah, he's not going to sign half the contract right there. Yeah, he's yeah. not going to sign in Arizona. So he'd be I, foolish I, to sign no, in Arizona. What's interesting is this: right now, his shot percentage is the highest it's ever been by almost double. He's shooting at 26.8% shot range. Uh, the highest he ever had was 19.2 in his last year in Buffalo. But normally it's in the, it's an average of 13.6. He's doubled right now his normal shot percentage. He's got 17 goals on the power play, like you said. And the most he ever had previously in a full season, 16. Already topped the most power play goals. Um, of those, nine are, uh, are game-winning goals, most he's ever had. Uh, definitely career year stats. Like he is exactly the kind of guy peaking at the right time. He's 28 and he's doing all the things that he's going to do to go and get this massive deal before he ends his career. Put this in the back of your minds for, for free agency. Nashville. I, you know, I was looking at them, but then I, but then I looked at the team right above him, and I, you know, who can help, he can help out the most Buffalo. It's hilarious. Oh, it's hilarious, but he can help yeah. out Buffalo the most. Uh man. That would be something, wouldn't it? Uh, but yeah, uh San Jose, Chicago's teams, Anaheim. I mean, teams that have, you know, need a lot of help and will probably have a lot of money. Um those are gonna be teams that are gonna be interesting to watch. Uh, but I was gonna say was, you know, at the end of this is with that kind of stuff that you've, you've kind of seen or what I've talked through here is he's obviously having a career year. Uh, numbers are inflated because just, he's just having such a good year. Um, everything's going in, everything's working well for him. The, would you give this guy 9.5 plus? A year I hate, no, I hate paying players coming off of a career year, especially in free agency. I hate re-signing them. Even if there are my own players coming off of a career year, but I especially hate signing somebody else's player in free agency. Yeah, look at the Rangers, Nick. Look, at, they've done it for they did it for so long, and they failed miserably with every single one of those players except Panarin. My philosophy is: don't get me that guy. Get me next year's that guy. Get me the guy who's going to do that next year. Don't get me the guy that did that last year. Now, one last thing to note: the Panthers have zero first, first two, no first round picks for the next two years. Oh man, no, no second round pick this year. Who so are they? The they, Islanders? They, wow. Yeah, right. Hey, Islanders have actually <laughs> best business, it a, right? It was a, it was a joke, Nick. Relax. Calm I down. know, I know, I know. Anyway, so they're gonna get if they don't re-sign him, it's gonna be kind of rough. They have to they have a hard time replacing. His production, obviously, it's going to be interesting. To they're see. the second best team in the Atlantic. They're the third best team in the Eastern Conference. Could you imagine them trading him away, though? They wouldn't do that. I don't see it happening because he's having such a good year, and they're 
they were they last year they were in the finals, right? So I mean, the, you know, if, if anything, they're right treating there. him as their 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 deadline move, the guy that they get the for guy the rest that they of this acquire, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they're going to so, treat him as. Crazy. So that's a good one. That's watch. a that's a good one. <clears throat> and uh, that'd be it'd be fun because he's the he's definitely the 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 unicorn. I feel like with his potential hit fifty goals. Yeah. which is absolute career stats and being at the top of the, the list easily when it comes to where everybody's going to be looking to, to add a score um, in the, in the off season. I'm really looking forward to money talks in the off season. That's a good one. That's that going to be, very, that's going to be a fascinating segment. <clears throat> All right, let's go this date in Steve's stomach. Oh, that feels better. Brought to you by Coca-Cola zero sugar. This around yeah. for a whole year. That's what she said. Uh, please, uh, uh, we're going to go to the year of our Lord 2022. Please go to, and I'm not joking, April 1st, 2022. Just coincidence. April 1st, 2022 was a Friday. Ooh, Bagel Friday, baby. Come on. No. This was Son after the pandemic. It moved to Bagel Wednesdays. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh granola bar and a can of coke zero for breakfast a plain slice and a grandma slice with a 20 ounce coca-cola zero for lunch dinner was three chocolate chip pancakes uh with a side order of french fries and a can of coke zero wait wait uh, you had pancakes and french fries yeah how do you do it all right um, interesting Not fact, French also got Sweet the salt. dishwasher installed. Uh, we got a brand new dishwasher installed. Um, Tom, why did you pick Friday, April <clears throat> 1st in waka, the year 2022? Um, that was the day a federal judge dismissed a lawsuit that claimed Pop-Tarts aren't strawberry enough. This <laughs> is an article I can get on board with, by the way. I thought you were going to say uh, you you were the defendant. <laughs> yeah. No. A federal judge in New York <laughs> has dismissed a lawsuit alleging uh, Kellogg's misrepresented the amount of fruit in its strawberry Pop-Tart, saying that the plaintiff failed to provide enough evidence to prove that Pop-Tarts at the Pop-Tart box is misleading. The lawsuit was originally filed in September 2020 by Kelvin Brown, who said the box of strawberry Pop-Tarts is misleading because the label gives consumers the impression the fruit filling only contains strawberries as its fruit ingredient. 
He should have just said the... he should have just said it's September, the year of the pandemic. I've got nothing else to do in my life. <laughs> I'm looking this closely at the Pop Tart box. Oh, uh, maybe. The fill the filling on uh in the Pop Tart uh at the heart of the case also includes pears and apples. I did not know that. Uh in his That's ruling huge. Thursday, yeah. US District Judge Andrew Carter said that the photo of the strawberry on the box of Pop-Tarts must be viewed in context. No reasonable consumer would see the entire product label reading the word frosted strawberry Pop-Tarts next to a picture of a toaster pastry coated in frosting and reasonably expect that fresh strawberries could be the sole ingredient in the product. Uh, the number of lawsuits against food and beverage companies has spiked in recent years, going up more than a thousand percent since 2008. The rise in large part due to one person, New York attorney Spencer Sheehan, who has filed more than 400 lawsuits targeting companies that say they are misleading consumers with advertising. If you fucking sue 400 companies as a lawyer, you should be disbarred. Um, Sheehan represented Brown in the case against Pop-Tarts as well. I guess I've always been the type who would become annoyed uh, and never liked it when companies cheated people for small amounts. It would be very difficult to recoup. Sheehan she said from her yard. She said from her house out on, you know, in the Hamptons. Right. That's right. Well, that's what happened April 1st of 2022. Tom's a creep. Tom is a weirdo. Where does he come up with the shit? It's so disgusting. Feel bad for the judge. The judge has actually got to sit there and listen to lawyers in their lawyer knees language, talk about Pop-Tarts. He's just there with a fucking toaster and a box of Pop-Tarts, just putting them in, taking them out. Yeah, just eating them. How much just strawberry does this one have? <laughs> oh, <laughs> how much strawberry does this one have? But, the, but, but look at it this way. Like a company could be like, oh, we got a triple stuff Oreo. And if they don't have triple stuff in it and it's not the right amount of stuff and you write a letter and they don't do nothing, then what do you do? Then you got to turn to a lawyer and say, I, I what, what do I you know how do I get my triple stuff justice? Listen, Lauren is notorious for calling up these food companies when they fuck up. Like if we get like an open box of frozen waffles from Ego, she'll call Ego customer service. If we get like seltzer cans that are dented inside the the twelve pack, she will call them and gets coupons. She gets you know the taco shells. They're, they're sometimes they're crumbled in the box because they're taco shells. They send her fucking free coupons for shit. So she doesn't have to go to a lawyer. She, she just ever, goes and gets free shit. Did she ever contact Cool Dude Inc. because of the sunglasses? Or was just, yes. That was yes. just her no, friend no. Francis. She, she, wrote a, she wrote a handwritten letter and they sent her back a lot of sunglasses. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was it was excellent. So I hope but I don't think she's ever reference. God, I hope yeah, one of I, the listeners gets that reference. I got it. I know you would. I just hope one of the listeners does. Because I know the other two schmucks didn't. 
No, summer school, exactly. nothing. No. It's like you said, Jill. We're <laughs> Chainsaw. Nick, how was uh, St. Joe's hockey? Do- or Bill, how's St. Joe's hockey doing? Nick, you wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know shit. Today, <laughs> today they started their uh, 2024 GMC schedule. They finally played a conference game. And they beat the ever-living piss out of East Brunswick. Uh, 13 nothing, 13-0, and they called it after two periods. No! Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. So, hockey in GMC in, in, in Middlesex County, it's like it's like St. Joe's and Monroe, right? And Woodbridge. And Woodbridge, this because they a... got one really good player, no? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's it. Those are the three teams that will be in contention. So everything else uh, is just a scrimmage. Old Bridge, Old Bridge is is up there too. Okay, yeah, that's like got... they're, they're the four that are going to go to like the the conference tournament. That's you got four teams. South Brunswick is there. a cake cakewalk. Oh, South Brunswick, yeah, got destroyed by Edison. Edison, who got destroyed by East Brunswick, who just got destroyed by. Oh God, yeah. So there's some bad. Whoa. Can't wait! Can't, can't wait to hear the scores of those games. <laughs> but the Edison one is. Is puzzling because it's made up of two schools, three. JP three, Stevens three. and Metuchen. Yeah, JP JP Metuchen and Edison. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so South Woodbridge, Brunswick is South Brunswick and North Brunswick. And Woodbridge, Woodbridge is three schools. Woodbridge yeah. is Woodbridge, JFK, and Colonia. Yep. And uh, and East Brunswick wow. is East Brunswick, Spotswood, and South River. Yeah. So they're all conglomerates. Yeah. Um, do they take on the colors of one of the schools? Like in Edison, do they take mm-hmm. Edison High School or JP Stevens? What color are their jerseys? I'm curious. They're red and green. They are. That would no, be both. They got new jerseys now. And this, they just said, fuck Metuchen. This season, last season. I don't know. They got, they got some pretty homely jerseys, actually. They, they got a lot of colors on them. Maybe they were trying to pull all the school colors. Into does. Uh, Probably. Does the boy get a little bit more ice time in a game like that? Yes, he did. Yeah, he he got Has, he was in the regular rotation today. And have he was on for come, a couple goals. Have we come close to potting our first goal? They, they were trying to – a lot of kids got their first goals tonight, <laughs> obviously. Um, they were, some of the older kids were – you know, and, and the veteran kids and the big scores were trying to set up uh, some of the okay. other guys. And they did – one of them tried to set up Casey, uh, but the pass didn't get through. Casey was in a perfect spot for it, uh, but mm. the pass across the street got deflected across the – Say across the street. They play the across street the slot. Dude, I thought they were ice hockey. across the slot. Game, Game off. Game off. Game off. <laughs> yeah, the pass across the slot never got through to uh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, for a couple. but there is a good chance, fingers crossed, knock on wood, do all the good stuff that in one of these games, hopefully he might uh put the biscuit in the basket, as they say. Yeah. Is there one team in particular that he's he's itching oh. to score against? Is it Oldbridge? Edison. Definitely Edison. Definitely Edison. He's, got, Edison yeah, he's, sure. he's played with a lot of those guys. He's uh, yeah, he's got buddies on those teams. So yeah, yeah, nice. One nice. and zero in the conference. Well, Good start. We'll be uh, we'll be praying, crossing uh, crossing everything we got. Uh, all right, that's gonna do it for us. This was a, a wonderful tight forty-five oh, as wow. always. Um, and don't forget to go on to the Twix at friends underscore rivals. Uh, give us a follow, 
Um, we put awesome things on there. Retweet did anybody respond? Our, retweet our goalie did, challenge, please. Did any did anybody no. respond to that? No, no one responded yeah. to, for me Loving either. So it's an exercise in futility. Um, go on Apple Podcast, uh, put a review. I haven't looked on there in so long. Nobody reviewed. It's a real no. Well, well, I know shot. that. It's <laughs> that's the best. That's the best. Um, nope. Still no. All right. Uh, while you're there, turn on notifications so you never miss an episode of the Friends of Rivals podcast. Billy, say something, Woody. So two other things that Judge Pop-Tart said. Uh, one of them is that he's, it's perfectly reasonable to, to eat them right out of the package, not toasted. Mm. Uh, he confirmed that. So I object, federal, Your Honor. No, I object, Your Honor. Uh, second thing he also said is that uh, Lindy Ruff isn't back an asshole. Huh. Even uh, the judge get knows. I think we can all get on board with that. I just, the only thing I'm upset about is nobody asked the question. After he ate the Pop-Tart, did he come? Oh, my friends and rivals. Flyers fuck, flyers fuck, flyers fuck off. 